The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit WhiteClaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring the Press Box guys, Billy Weaver, Troy Dry. Brian Medor and Brian North. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, the Press Box guys will cover a myriad of subjects concerning ECU sports, the NCAA tournament, and a whole lot more. So sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer starts right now. And welcome in to the Pirate Radio Podcast. Very special edition of the Press Box Podcast here. Joining me alongside for today's episode. Billy Weaver from WITN. Good to see you, Weave. Good to see you, Troy. Also, a special guest, Brian North in town from uh, New Bern, North Carolina with WCTI and WYDO. I bet you're impressed I even know those call letters. That is uh, very impressive that uh, you can come up with that right off, without your crib notes even. Yes. And you can pull your mask down. It's okay. I trust you. Yes. (laughs) Brian, uh, erring on the side of caution. Playing hurt. uh, Yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll let you talk so we can hear you. Uh, Also joining us, Clip Brock, who is uh, getting ready to enjoy a delicious Jersey Mike sub, because everybody likes Jersey Mike's. A sub above. It is. I know. I'm old school. Um, what did you choose? I personally like the number nine. How about you? Uh, I'm in the club. All right. Nothing wrong with that. I believe that's a seven, right? No, it, seven, it eight. seven is is the turkey. turkey that's, that's right. No, that's that would be the eight. That's why I just say club. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. eight. And we know that's accurate because that is the voice of our local franchisee of Jersey Mike's, Wes Shepard, who is also a special guest with us. And the reason we're providing our commissary today man what a delicious spread thanks for the jersey i, I had to bribe you a little bit <laughs> well it works every time uh thank you for being here and we wanted to have you on for a few minutes too to we got a lot to cover but uh, you guys are such great supporters of not only us here at pirate radio but also the community and uh the big day the day of giving coming up uh the last day of march the 31st uh which if you're depending on when you're you're tuned into this broadcast will be uh wednesday all day Wednesday, every one of your stores, and this is a nationwide deal, but you have all the local Jersey Mike stores here, 100% of your, I want to say proceeds, but I think it's 100% mm. of sales, right? Sales, yeah. Which always stuns me. Yeah. For folks everything, that are, man. Folks that aren't in business yeah. don't, don't may not realize the difference between sales and proceeds. Mm-hmm. You know, proceeds are what you make, right? Right, right. And I thought it was going to be what you make. You're saying everything. Yeah, everything so that the comes sub through, costs, yeah. Eight bucks, you're giving eight bucks back. That's correct. So yeah. 100% of everything you sell on Wednesday is going back to where, Wes? Well, it's going back to the Children's Miracle Network, which will stay right here with the James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital at Viden. And like you were saying, Troy, uh, if you come in tomorrow, of course, we've been we've been accepting donations all month. The month of uh, March is always the month of giving, but it's the pinnacle of it is t- tomorrow, the last. Yeah, well, let's say Wednesday, because we might have people oh, yeah, listen sorry, to yeah, us yeah, Wednesday yeah, night, On too. Wednesday, that's yeah. correct, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, but that's the biggest day across the country where every Jersey Mike's is collecting money for their charities. There's over 200 charities that have been chosen this year. Ours is the Children's Miracle Network with the James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital at Vidant. But 100% of every sale that comes through will go to that charity. Meaning if you come in 
and you buy a ten dollar lunch or eight dollar lunch whatever you're getting there um a hundred percent of that goes or if you go and you have it for your office and it's a thousand uh dollars a hundred percent yeah goes. you come in and just get a drink that goes to a- anything yeah, yeah. that's incredible gift cards or i think gift cards would cover that too but anyway yeah and your goal is a hundred thousand dollars yeah in the wow. past we have uh we've raised it since uh 2009 we've raised a little over four hundred thousand dollars this year we're hoping to hit the half a million dollar mark but it's going to take about a hundred thousand dollars to do that and so six figures big number and that's kind yeah. of what we're pushing for it's a lot of sales for one day it's, it's going to be interesting because with the whole covid stuff and the pandemic um we've had to change our machine a little bit everybody i think mm-hmm. in the industry had to do that so we're switching over to or we have switched over a lot of online ordering through the jersey bikes app which by the way most locations will offer free delivery if you use that app tomorrow uh, other third-party delivery services are available. And obviously, obviously, we have our. Uh, you can call it in. I hope the phones are working. Uh, it may get to the point where we may have to pull them off uh, for a bit, but we always put them back on as soon as we get called up. And then you can come in to the restaurant. But we're asking for folks to have a little more patience because we're not going to be able to bring you in and, and hurt us in like shoulder to shoulder like in the past. We're going to kind of have to stagger it a little bit. So the wait may be a little long, but it would definitely be worth the wait. Yeah, It's for a great cause. You guys do an awesome job. You stayed open all during the pandemic situation last year. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you had, as you said, you had to revamp and kind of redo it was, what you it guys was really, did. But, uh, but yeah. I was glad that you guys were open because at one point, about a year ago, there weren't a lot of places that they were shut down. And, and uh, at least I could still go get a sub after work. We got fortunate. I think we, we did have to shut a couple of stores for some contamination, but it was isolated the incidents. We came in, everybody was healthy. We got everything cleaned up and reopened, you know, less than 24 hours. We were back up again. I think we had three of my 10 stores that had one of those days, which, uh, anyway. And if folks listen to us anywhere, you know, with the digital mediums now and, and listening online in the podcast form they could be listening anywhere in the country uh, th- this is going on at their jersey mike's logo if someone's in california their sure. local jersey mike's wednesday is doing the same thing it's just going to a different charity that's correct two over 200 charities are uh, have been selected or identified this year uh through the years we since this thing has started we have uh, collected or we've raised from coast to coast 32 million dollars tomorrow we're hoping to hit eight million just for that day wow. only so if we if we do that we'll hit 40 and maybe it'll be north of that i don't know but it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger every year and it's for a great cause whether it's you know here in eastern north carolina or if it's out in uh, la california awesome. anywhere between Good thing you jumped on this uh, idea many years ago, uh, Wes, when no one knew what Jersey Mike's was. It was a young Wes Shepard in, uh, in Jay Yates college. at the time. In yeah, college, in college. Yeah. Said, let's take a chance and open up a sub shop and uh, well, kind of you know, worked all, out for you. It all came down to the, the owner of the company, Peter Cancro, came in. Uh, we I see were, him on the spot. Yeah, right? we were on. T- he's on TV a lot now, and, and we were uh, we were kind of on the fence if we're going to do this. I won't mention the other companies we were looking at, but he came in and, and rode rode around. Matter of fact, stuck his fork in uh, in one of our cheese steaks as we were eating at Cubby's, and and, and, and really down to earth gentleman. And he said, "I like you guys, and this will do well here, and let's let's move forward with it." And I think you know a lot of people looking at it's in the early nineties, right? Yeah, ninety ninety two. Yeah. I'm still in college, and and I think a lot of people in the industry may have looked at younger folks like that and uh, said, "I don't know about you or, or whatever." But Peter had actually purchased the company when he was seventeen years old, mm. and uh, he's got a this uh, tomorrow marks i think 46 years since he purchased the company wow. and 50 years ago he started working there at age 14 so anyway he had a vision and he came in and saw two young guys and 
gave us an opportunity and you know fast forward 27 years later this april 14th will be the anniversary for that store on arlington our first one here in greenville second store in the state of north carolina you know here we are yeah congratulations on the success wes i've I've said before but you guys do a great job and uh employ a lot of people and uh give back to the community quite often and i think that's what it's all about and obviously jersey mike's is your is your main uh focus but you're kind of an entrepreneur you you've done uh first flight vodka the red bottle vodka red bottle vodka with the first flight logo (laughs) yeah first flight vodka yeah uh, available at all ABC stores in North Carolina, <laughs> and uh, you I got, can I can vouch for that. It's very good, <laughs> gluten free. I've, I've had some of that. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to bring some of the vodka with the I subs can, today. I actually. can do that. It's uh, you know, it's very. You want to drop some off? We'll make sure it gets to good use. So. Very similar to the other one that rhymes with uh, Cheetos. So <laughs> yes, right, right, Cheetos. <laughs> As a matter oh. of fact, the last batch of vodka that I got from you is gone. Yeah, I bet. I, well, yeah. It doesn't last very long around me. Yeah. So. I can confirm that. I saw it this past weekend. <laughs> it gets recycled quickly. Yeah, everybody likes and Jersey Mike's and Red Bottle Vodka. Yeah. Uh, and you're, are you still uh, kind of venturing in the hot dog business in yeah, Kenston? Yeah, Doghouse right? in Kenston. Yeah. And that's a franchise out of uh, Durham, North Carolina. And we're just kind of getting trying to get some traction and getting some roots with that. But okay. If you're in Kenston or in Durham, please stop by the Doghouse. House. All right. Well, great stuff. Uh, once again, Jersey Mike's, the National Day of Giving, going on Wednesday, March 31st, all day, lunch and dinner from uh, open to close. 100% of the sale of any sale goes back here locally in Eastern North Carolina, the Children's Miracle Network, which was the uh, Connie and James Maynard uh, local children's hospital. That's correct. Yeah. Great I'll stuff. right here. Yeah. yeah. And I can vouch for that. You know, WITN has been a part of uh, Children's Miracle Network for over 30 years. And the one thing that we preach a lot when we talk about, uh, you know, giving, especially during our telethon uh, in, in early June, is that people don't, sometimes people don't realize that the Children's Miracle Network is a huge umbrella, but when you give here locally, it stays right here, Every 100% of that. So everything that Jersey Mike's gives to the Children's Miracle Network stays right here in Eastern North Carolina at the James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital. So that's, that's the big part of that too, because you're not giving locally and then it's being spread out nationally. It yeah. stays right here, 100% yeah. of it. Kind of like the telethon you guys do at Channel 12, right? We, well, we used to. We did the cystic <laughs> fibrosis kidding. telethon for many years. They did, yeah. a lot of it stayed local too, but it's anytime those telethons can help out, it's, yeah. it's awesome and the connie uh, uh, i just like it when you put your tux on yeah <laughs> and the children's hospital it's a big thing for us too you know we just had our our daughter born and she was in the NICU for a couple of days so that's always uh uh close to a lot of our hearts uh, who had our children born in greenville and, oh, yeah. um, and had to stay a few extra days wes i know you got a lot going on and yep. uh, you got a busy day coming up wednesday anything else you want to no, discuss you're welcome just, to hang out with us now no nah, just, you, uh, just we, you can ride shotgun with us for this whole podcast on wednesday the 31st just come in and be a little patient with us and the lines may be long but it's for a great cause and we hope to see all of our former customers there and bring a friend for folks that don't uh, haven't been in before bring them in for the first time and uh, everything goes to a great cause Wes, thanks again. Appreciate thank you, you uh, with your time today. And uh, more importantly, thank you for the subs. We you will know, make Brian. sure those get put to good use. <laughs> great. Gentlemen, have a great All day. Right, take All right, Troy's already had three. I know. Well, two. <laughs> I've, only, I've only had two. Actually, I had one. I got one on deck after the show. <laughs> I'm going to eat. So, uh, Wes Shepard with Jersey Mike's. Get out there and uh, support Jersey Mike's Wednesday or anytime, really. But uh, if you want your lunch or dinner to go to a good cause, then uh, get out there Wednesday. All right. Um, speaking of which, we had a great lunch today did yeah that was excellent i'm kind of full how you been doing i haven't seen brian brian north with this ladies and gentlemen what a treat in studio of course you might recognize him from 
The Blitz. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't say it right. The Blitz. <laughs> I love saying the Blitz. The Blitz. <laughs> How's the the Blitz is all kind of crazy this year with these games. It's uh, it, it's so disjointed. High school football, unfortunately. Yeah, with, everything's weird. Normally, have the summer. You turned down the wrong mic there, Wes Leffen. You turned down the wrong mic. I sure did. Yeah, that happens. Well, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> We've only been in the business twenty five years. So all right. I know. <laughs> It's about just a weird year. You know, normally you have all summer to get your high school show together and build up to it. And this year we just kind of got thrown in like everybody else in the first week. We figured we've got a bunch of stuff. And it's been crazy. And now we're playing games every night of the week. And the season officially ends next week as far as the regular season goes. So it's just just been... It's been COVID-ish. Yeah. So I, I do have a question. Are you guys going to run the Blitz Thursday night this week or Friday night? Because it seems like the bulk of the games are on Thursday. I believe. And I think it's because of Good Friday. Yeah, correct. Uh, well, the combination. A lot of them are because of Good Friday being played Thursday. And then with teams trying to get in these extra games. They need to spread them apart. They need to spread them apart. Yeah. So some are playing Thursday, Monday, right. and then Friday right. again. Conley so, got moved to Monday because the other team was in a COVID protocol. So Eastern Wayne has been one of those that's had a lot of issues this year. Yeah. And so they're trying to get in the last few games. Um West Craven's going through it right now as mm-hmm. well. So there's been some that are, you know, Richlands early in the year, Trask. So there's been some that have had to go through it early in the year. And they found ways to at least get in most of their games at this point. And every game's important with the playoffs coming up because they have less games to judge you on this season. So uh, it's it's just been a real interesting year. But the great thing about sports always teaches us, don't tell me why you can't show me how you can. Sports is always the leader in trying to get through these things and find a way to find a solution instead of just crawling into your cave and and trying to ignore the whole thing yeah that's a good point uh big story coming out for ecu basketball yesterday yeah. boy Jaden garner exiting the program yep. and uh just unfortunate for ecu basketball i mean he was obviously the star player he was the one kind of consistent thing ecu basketball had the past yeah. few years and to see him exit that's kind of a gut punch to the program quite honestly yeah well, the one thing it told me is they're going to rebuild again, and he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild in his final year. He wants to go somewhere and win and try to get to the tournament. That's what that told me because Jaden seems like a loyal guy. Seems like he would have stayed, but when you pull the rug out from under him and, and try to rebuild all over again, I just don't think he wanted to go through that again. Yeah, you know, when it when it came out last week, uh, you know, Edra Luster, okay, Batumba Baruti, okay, Noah Farrakhan, that one was a little, you know, that, that one stung a little bit. Um, even the Miles James, okay, but when Jaden Gardner, you're thinking, oh man, what's going on? This is this is that's the big one. That's yeah. the big fish. I mean, this guy averaged 18.3 points per game and 8.3 rebounds last year for East Carolina, one of the best in, in the American Athletic Conference. And that's not a this you know this this isn't CAA days. This is the American. When you're when you're leading all those statistical categories in the American, you're doing something. Well, you know, it's possible he's a little overhyped and uh, might be reading his own headlines too many. I don't. I don't know if. Well, I don't know. School, I don't I, know if any other schools will be interested. Yeah, in, yeah. 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 O- only yeah. Arkansas, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah. So here, here's who's um, interested Oklahoma right now. Oklahoma State. NC State has already offered him. I figured that was. Uh, yeah. He's already heard from Virginia, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, Old yeah. Miss, Miami, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Boston College, Vanderbilt. And several other universities. It sounds like uh, Jay's going Gardner, through the recruiting process again. Yeah, it, and, it he's a, like, and he's a five-star recruit. Yeah, he's the hot chick that everybody wants That's to right. date. That's right. And he's going to get his pick of the litter. And so the question is, what I you, was about where, to say, that, no, good for him. Yeah, where, I applaud where, them. Where, absolutely. Where do you think he'll end up? 
you know, he's a he's a North Carolina guy. My first thought NC was NC State. State. Me that too. Was my Me first too. Thought, but he wants to go somewhere he can. But get you to said he wants to go somewhere he can win. So let's. <laughs> hey, look, Kevin Keats has done a good job there, and he's a, he's a guy who does a good job recruiting the state as well. But I think Jaden, I think if he he thought the Pirates had a chance, he would stay. I, I feel like he's a loyal guy that would love to cement his legacy here, but he also wants to have that experience. He wants to go somewhere where there's a basketball culture and, and feel like he can he can make a difference. And I just kind of feel like next year, he doesn't think that's going to happen. And so, yeah. now he gets to pick and choose. He's worked hard, put himself in these in this position. Now he can pick and choose. So. I will say, I think Jaden's been a class act. He's never done anything that I know of that's embarrassed the program or no. you've had to apologize for mm-hmm. or you go, oof, gosh, wish that didn't happen. I mean, the guy's been nothing but class. Been great to work with in the media. Yep. Uh, and, and from day one, he's just been, and really kind kind of humble, I think. He's yeah. not one of these... Uh, I mean, he's been great. He's been the star of the team, but not a look-at-me guy. He just does it with his actions as far as I'm concerned. Double-double guy. Who yeah, just, he's a workhorse. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's never been super flashy, never wants to take a ton of three-pointers. He just wants to work hard and do whatever he can to help his team win. Well, the same. The, he's cut from the same mold as Errol Bing, if you yeah. remember. Yeah. You know, he was he was the same kind of guy. He's not, a, he's not overly tall, not overly athletic, fast, or whatever. Just works hard. Always in the right position to get a rebound. Um, is going to work outwork anybody yeah. on the on the floor. It's it's an interesting trend here. We're starting to see a lot more of this. Braxton Beverly just announced yeah. today he's leaving NC State and going to Eastern Kentucky. Well, he's going back. He's, he wants he to, go, he back wants to go back home. Right. And he's a grad transfer, which is Correct. a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you see when you see some of these guys that okay, they go in the transfer portal after their freshman year, and then after their sophomore year, they're right back yeah. in it, and then after their junior year, they're right back yeah. in it. That when I see things like that, then I think okay, this has nothing to do with each school. This is this is a player yeah. deal right here. That's the AAU culture of right, just trying to right. find what's best for yeah. you. Right. I'm not I'm not happy anywhere because I don't like this coach. I'm not getting enough playing time here. Nobody respects me here, and you know I, I don't like that. That's not the case with Jaden whatsoever. I mean, no. you know, and and he was asked about that after his freshman season. Yeah. You know, is this? I know they've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. yeah. I know. And Clip, uh, you're you're a basketball guy. You like to make a wager occasionally. Um, <laughs> I'll give you one. How about Jaden? Do you ACC school that he transfers to or the field? That's the wager. Which would what would you take? Um, due to location and the schools interested, I'll go ACC. All right. Yeah, I would too. Probably. I mean, grew up watching it. Yeah, that's why I feel, I I have a feeling it'll probably be in an in ACC school, but we'll see. It sounds like unless there's a, there's a fit out there that a coach can the Houston tell coach him, lo- raves about. Him, well, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, that would be. Not, I'd almost rather him go to ACC yeah. than have to play him. Right. No. Year. No. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those free agency deals in the NFL where they want to trade you to a different division so you don't have to play against them. The only other wild card could be he's been a North Carolina guy his whole life. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else for a year. Maybe he wants to see someplace yeah. different. So, yeah. uh, But all signs point to somewhere triangle-ish. Yeah. All right, well, if I'm Jaden and Gonzaga even has any kind of <laughs> that much interest in me, I'm begging to go there. East Carolina basketball back in a uh, rebuilding oh, mode. This has been the longest boy. rebuild in the history of college basketball. It's, <laughs> how do you rebuild something that was never built right. in the first place? I guess it's a building mode. Uh, at what point do we get it off the foundation? <laughs> it's like in construction on the road. There's always orange barrels. Yeah, yeah. you ever see the house that's only like lane. half built and you're like, whatever happened to the house? Why did yeah. they finish it? Like yeah. That's EC basketball right yeah, now. A bunch of guys standing around with, with their hands on the shovel and nothing's getting done. It's, you know, yeah, this is like a DOT crew going wrong. <laughs> Anybody going to work? 
No, and then guys do. I mean, look, I love Joe Dooley. And yeah. I think he is bust. He, he's it just goes to show you how hard it is because it's not for a lack of effort. No. I, I think there's, there's, there's been guys that have given a lot of effort here. Bill yeah, Arian was Bill one. Harry I, a ton of effort. Correct. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's decision making. Sometimes it's. I've always thought basketball is a different culture the way you recruit. Anyways, it's not as much regional recruiting as as football and baseball. You're just trying to get the best guys out there, and I think not embracing the regional concept for ECU has hurt them. I think that's how you have to build a program to start with is get your guys who want to play here because that's, yeah. I think that's the problem with ECU. How many guys nationally want to go play at ECU? Football has a little bit of a reputation. Baseball has a great reputation. But basketball, how many yeah. kids want to go play at ECU? It's not yeah. there. You've got to find kids who want to play there. And, and you can't miss the on culture. the Kyron Bowmans of the year. Well, that's the, it. The list goes out. Michael Jenkins. Yeah, we can you, go down the list of my 20 plus years here. Guys. All these kids that want... Herbert Hill wanted to play here yeah. and uh, Kinston kid who ended up being drafted drafted out of Providence yeah. because EC wouldn't offer him and so the list goes on and on but I've always said you put a little bubble around here and just try and build with the local kids yeah. and get a culture started because you can't even get four year guys out of here right I now know. the problem and look I, I felt when Joe Dooley was willing to take this job again knowing what he knows with yep. the institutional knowledge his work ethic his, his, his experience I was like man if this guy can't turn it around maybe it just can't be done with ECU basketball and now I'm at the point where he's going into year four yeah. coming up. Uh, I think his conference record's like 10 and 40. And once again, I'm a Joe Dooley fan. Yeah. But I'm saying, if he can't get it done, maybe it just can't be done, unfortunately. Well, it's just a long-term project. Joe Dooley, the first time around was probably a better chance of doing it than the second time around when age is more of a factor and trying to strike when the iron's hot. It's it's, it's a 10-year build, right? It's it's getting guys in four years, four years, four years in building. In this day and age, though, but I see, think that's, that's not going to happen. That's I just right. think the, the college students are different now. The, these kids coming up, they don't think four years. They think no, a year, everything's no, no, a year no. at a time. That's right. And it's, you're a dinosaur, Brian North. Yeah, I know. And, and Joe, dinosaurs had a good run. Joe, his first time around here, Obviously, that was going in the right direction. And you take the transfer portal out of the equation because that did not exist back then. Yeah. And and it's I tell you what, while I, I agree it's a good thing for Well, it the works players. for Gonzaga. I agree with you. If you could do it, it works. I just think in this day and age. But it's you hard. have to be attractive to be able on the receiving end of the transfer right. yeah. for a portal and not on the giving end. But you see players from North Carolina transferring out now. You should never oh, see yeah. that. Correct. So I mean, it's happening well, Walker Kessler was one of those ones that kind of surprised me a little bit with North Carolina. And that's where you want to create a culture that they want to be a part of and want to stay. You know, think Clemson football. Travis Etienne wanted to stick around. There's a culture of, of wanting to be at a place that you enjoy the experience you don't want to leave. And that's that's easier said than done to, to build. And basketball, it's even harder to do that. Yeah. But you have to build a place and, and a culture that they want to enjoy and want to come back to. And it takes time. It, it, but, but I think I'd just recruit the heck out of the local kids. And maybe you don't win every every game and, and you're going to have some problems but you get guys that want to stick around and want to play and have their family and friends come in and then you build and you build and you build on that would be it's what I've been saying for many years but I'm not that smart to yeah well piggyback on that a little bit when you talk about Clemson and the culture there Cornell Powell is a perfect example of that yeah. because his first couple of years I thought he was going to be gone correct because he never saw the the, the field now his senior season was totally different yeah. and I think he knew that the, the coaches he believed enough in the coaches that they said just be patient here. This is a national championship program. Yeah. You're going to have your time. And he was patient. He didn't go in and try and transfer his first couple of years, which I really thought he was going yeah. to. Mm -hmm. So he took advantage of that culture. 
Yeah, but it's getting tougher and tougher to do that. It is. It is these kids. because it takes both sides. It not does. just it, not just the kid. It takes the coach. It takes that um, the cohesiveness, and you know, it, it takes that trust. If if the if the player does not trust the system, the program, and the coach, it's never going to work. March Madness winding down to the Final Four. Hit me with a little NCAA CBS Sports Music clip rock to get us in the mood. As uh, not as I mentioned before, I'm not a big fan of this disjointed schedule where they're. It is a little weird. Still playing games now. I know. forgot. I forgot the Elite Eight was Monday yeah. and Tuesday. I know. It kind of <laughs> crept up on me. I was like, oh, and this wait, is my exact point. <laughs> Billy Weaver's the sports director yeah. for the NBC affiliate here <laughs> and didn't know. Yeah. The average person doesn't know. Oh, I know. That's why I said I mean, people I know that I like, follow oh, sports got lost in this year's scheduling and didn't realize there were still games to be played. And it's that's why I think they should go back to the way it was. It made Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you come into the work week Monday and you're yeah. talking about the results totally and you're getting ready for the next weekend. Trying something different. Look, it also doesn't help that for the first time since 1979, no team from the Triangle was in it either. So in our yeah. state, there hasn't been the focus on the tournament because everybody was done by the first weekend. So yeah. uh, that has kind of put us kind of on the outside looking in on this whole deal that we're not used to around here either. So Just enjoy the games. Every, I'm so sick of people complaining about when the games are, what time they are. It's hard it's, to enjoy the games when they don't start till 10 o'clock. Let, on a, let, let me watch the one before that. Wait a minute. Let me address this Did you situation. watch the 7 o'clock game? Clip Brock, I let did. me tell you what. Yeah. When, when you're, you're old and gray and you're sitting in a nursing home and your lunch doesn't come promptly at 12 o'clock, <laughs> you're going to bitch and complain about it. That's what this is all about. Us old people, we get used to a schedule. Unbelievable. We're yeah. on a schedule and we want our lunch at 12 yeah. o'clock. You're still a young whippersnapper. <laughs> That's right. Wait until you're old and crusty like us. <laughs> That's Kitchen too. Get off my lawn, Cliff. Unreal. Get no off my no lawn. sports at all last year, and you guys just want everything served up to you on a platter. <laughs> no, we just want the same. Damn NASCAR races on Monday. What the heck? Yeah. If there wasn't, if it wasn't for COVID, they would have never changed the schedule. Yeah, they'll so, change it back next year. Then why do they have to change it this year, though, is my question. I don't know. I've just been enjoying <laughs> basketball. I don't give a damn. Probably probably because of venues and uh, there's logistics behind it. Because it's all in Indianapolis at so many venues. and Yeah. I wish the games were on Saturday and Sunday so I wouldn't watch them then. Like, you know, you don't really care anyway. What are you complaining about? (laughs) Unbelievable. I like consistency. <laughs> and, just, and just for the record, I wasn't complaining about what day they were. I just said that I completely I, yeah, forgot that it was Monday and Tuesday. I know. I had to remember. And it I'm not know. really <laughs> talking to y'all either. There's just a lot of this oh, like, yeah. complaining about games, be, fun games being played. I will say it I agree with me. you that, that I am glad games are being played versus the alternative, which is last year, which is no game. So I do agree with you there. Something is better than nothing, even if it's at a oh, oh, different scheduling. There was plenty of people night. out there who didn't want them to be played. That's for sure. That's true. All the naysayers out there that tell which me which I didn't get. Games. I didn't understand why. Why not let them play? I mean, it's come on, man. My, my whole thing. My, my whole thing was please, right now, find me one Division One athlete that has had a major problem with COVID, and that's being hospitalized. Yeah, knock on wood. Thank you. But let alone had some major issue, but even hospitalized or has 
gone through some kind of major deal with COVID. Somebody had a heart issue. Bowling Green's quarterback or something had a heart issue where they kept him out, but they think he'll be okay. Um, but that's one guy out of thousands right, right, and thousands right. of student athletes. You're, right, you're yeah. going to find examples for anything if you look hard enough. But you have to look at the overall numbers, I think, and make those judgments. But it's always hard for people to say, uh, take away the one person who it does affect because it affected them. And that's where you have a lot of people... You know, look, we're, we're in the news media. What do we do? We don't focus on the 100,000 planes that land safely every day. We focus on the one that crashes. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of crash, great segue north into NASCAR <laughs> on the dirt track. Lots of crashes I saw on that. Uh, what did you? I love the dirt track racing just for the uniqueness of it. Well, I, I, I hate that it was on a Monday, once again, yeah. on schedule because it got rained yeah. out. I, I, I flipped yeah. over there on Sunday to actually try and catch some of it. But uh, I thought it was kind of cool. It was. I liked it. Um, the one thing is, is that I enjoyed it immensely on TV watching it. Correct. I would not want to cover it that race. Dusty. I would not want to even be in the be stands. Breathing it in. Because right. let me tell you what, with three laps to go, if you saw the aerial shot yeah. of... It looked like... The, what's that character out of Peanuts that had the dust cloud around yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. Pigpen. Well, pig pen. Pig pen. It yes. looked like Pigpen's uh, stadium. <laughs> there were 30,000 fans there, which was the allotted number of capacity, so it was considered a sellout. There's not. You can't convince me that one of those fans no. went home clean. No, yeah. I, not one. I used to cover some dirt track racing back in my days up in Virginia, and I used to be way up on the press box and covered by the time you go home. Oh, it's yeah. just dirty, nasty. It's kind of like, I, I equate this as to like the outdoor hockey games, right? They're nice to watch on TV. It's cool, yeah, but I don't right. really want to be there freezing. freezing right. Well, it's the novelty the of it. Yeah, the cool. novelty yeah. of it's pretty it's cool. It's a gimmick, yeah. yeah. but it worked. I mean, I, I wanted to see As long it. as the drivers liked it and they made some money off of it and got some interest back in NASCAR. That's why they did it, right? right, to, right, right. Bristol was dying a slow death and ratings are going down. They got to try to do something to generate some sort of, of interest and it generate are, you, are you giving out cash? No, but talking about NASCAR, uh, about, uh, <laughs> Clip, so I got, if you'd like to come get it now. So I, I assume Clip had Joe uh, Joe Dirt. Well, I had him before. He got uh, he got Joey Logano before I could get him this year because Joey's usually my guy. And I owe you for last week. So are we last back year. even? Last wow. year I called him Joey Slogano. This year <laughs> yeah. he's my guy. Yeah, he's now, Joe we're Dirt. back even. Now, now. listen, and, I, and you. keep keep your bookie off me. I was I was talking to somebody about this last night. If you know, in the day and age, in in this day and age of social media and people always trying to get eyeballs and stuff like this, if I'm Joey Logano, I go and get a wig that's a mullet and I'm full on Joe Dirt and I'm taking pictures there as Joe Dirt. Well, that's a great nickname. When you said it, it, I was like, that's marketing 101 right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if they don't get, if they don't, if his marketing team doesn't jump on that, they're missing the boat. I'd love to know the cost of what it, because dirt is expensive. We were talking about it bring it in and not only bring it in, but to remove it's just as expensive sometimes and then they're going to bring it back in next spring god i just love to know how much and, this is costing and you've got to till it and water it uh-huh. that's the thing about dirt tracks man you got to constantly water them then they had to build a bridge so the semis yeah, could get out right. and even yeah. it up they yeah. had to do like even more to it at the end of the race oh yeah so the truck dirty it was i think dirt cheap if i'm not mistaken i think it was twenty three thousand five hundred truckloads i think of dirt wow and it was tennessee red clay is what they brought in right. so you can't just go and just dig up dirt anywhere because it's a special kind of dirt and you got to have enough of that dirt. what do they do with it afterwards that's a good question i hope they can use it for like yeah, put out building a pile and use it good next year. you know if if we were local broadcasters there in the bristol tennessee virginia area those were the stories that i would curious. love to do is to go find out 
where this stuff, how much it costs, where is it going? What do you do? You have to store it. Is this going to be the same red clay they're going to put that same clay where back do you store on? it? Yeah, I mean, the, so hey, many questions. There's a river nearby they can stuff it. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. That's back in sure. the hole you dug it out of. I so guess. they are going to do it again. Weave, you're saying? Yes, they uh, announced uh, about middle of the race. Uh, the track president <laughs> got on Wait. their big jumbotron or whatever i think what do they call that thing there's a name for it that they call that jumbotron in the middle because it's it's state-of-the-art kind of thing he got on there and said announced that they were going to do the bristol race on dirt next spring hmm. none of the, the fans people? there could see the they could no no the they heard cloud, i think the, uh, they heard it dust but cloud. they yeah. didn't see him so yeah so bristol is now hosted one of the largest attended football games ever uh-huh. and now a, a dirt race tennessee and virginia tech what? yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, that now that's an event I would have loved to have been at, you know. Cause, so they and that's what they and they're not. Uh, um, I mean, you know, this is not anything new to them as far as bringing in dirt and grass. I mean, they put a football that's field yeah. in yeah. the middle of that track. Yeah, play and a that's an, games there. That's an accomplishment yeah. in itself. They got to go hockey next, right? That would be cool. Yeah, I don't know how many you hockey know fans are out there. It's cold. Enough. I don't know. I, I bet it gets cold yeah. enough there. In the, oh yeah, look. Once they have it in Raleigh, right? Yeah, then they, yeah. they'll figure out how to get the Predators to play in uh, yeah. in Bristol. With yeah, them. and they were supposed to, and that got unfortunately canceled because of this situation. Yeah, the pandemic. Um, NFL adding an extra game, guys. Did you see that? Yeah, on the headline. Not surprised. Uh, I guess they're taking Follow away the one of the. They've been trying taking to away one of the pregame, and that's what they should have done a long time ago. And adding they should take regular games. They really should. They should probably only have two pregames. Yeah, I mean preseason, pre-season games. games. I'm sorry. I'll be well, hypocritical and complain about this. <laughs> what the preseason? Do we really need a 17th regular season? But game? do you really need a fourth preseason game? You don't need any. You need maybe one or two preseason. I, I think two because if you talk to any of the veterans, they say zero. They don't want to be out there at all. But those preseason games are a chance for guys to make a name for themselves. Guys that went undrafted to say, okay, I'm good enough to play in this league, and I might not be good enough to play well, for this team because because of my position, but that gets eyeballs on them from other there, teams. There is a chance the for guys that are at the bottom of the roster to try and rise up and, and, and get a spot right. or, or that are on the bubble of getting cut. But the real reason is these owners like it because they charge it. It's just like it's a regular season game. Yeah. And as a season ticket holder, I, mean, how I, have many, to pay, yeah. I have to buy two preseason games to the Bears, whether I go or not. Right. And they get that money regardless. So well, and that's you're, what it's you're not able to turn around and sell those no, because, they have no because they have no value. Right. Correct. I, I think I sell them about at 50% off right. just to dump them. Nobody wants to see a game where Andy Dalton's not playing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to see the star quarterback. The QB won. Yeah. Now, if it was a quarterback competition, it would be different. But, geez, not only did they signed the guy, they annoyed him king. King Andy. God, at least give him some competition and let him think, man, that's maybe not, he needs to earn that's it. That's not how the Bears operate. You ought to know that. God, don't get me started. You know what really grinds my gears? Don't. <laughs> hey, Steve, look, don't get me started. Oh, don't get me, you know really don't get me started. Damn, season had begun, it's over. <laughs> When's the last time the Bears had a good quarterback? Well, uh, no duh. That's the part of the problem. Right. And even I mean, Jim they, McMahon wasn't a great quarterback. No, but he was a good manager of the game. Right. And, and they, they had, had, they had the best up. defense had, in the world. Correct. Well, they had Walter Payton, one the greatest running True. back. You know, one of the greatest running backs of all time. They yep. had incredible receivers yep. back then. Willie mm-hmm. Galton Company. That's right. And they did have the number one defense in the history of the NFL. He just had to go out there and not make mistakes and be the flashy Yeah, you know, it, was, it was perfect TV guy. for that. Their best QB in the last... 40 years has been Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, honestly. Yeah. yeah, correct. I mean, I, if you, if I could take Jay Cutler right now in his prime, I'd do it. Doug Flutie. 
<laughs> Mike Dicker never gave Flutie a chance. It's a, it's a debacle. Anyway, um, look, I'd even still take the Sean Watson right now. Okay, that's how. Oh, oh man, sign him up. Oh. Hey, we could, we could probably get him on the cheap right now. You think? think? So, yeah. You think? <laughs> Is, sure. is there any team in the NFL that's going to want Deshaun Watson? Ooh, I don't know, man. I think he's going to want him. Who will? I think, punch. like anything, people yeah. get a second chance. I think some time needs to go by. It's a little too well, we raw to see what's right happen now. with these yeah. lawsuits as well. Yeah, there's there's so still, many of them. There's still something that's there. There needs to be more transparency on this whole deal because it's where the lawsuits are coming from. The lawyers that are involved. There's just some weird things going on here as well, and so. This thing, it's got to play out a little bit more before I think anybody can make any determinations on it. It's yeah, definitely hurt his uh, market value. Sure, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not looking good in his favor, that's yeah. for sure. Although he did sign a big deal with Houston. So, I mean, he's getting, you know, I don't know if he continues to play, he'll get millions from, you know, the Texans. Well, I mean, there's not even a guarantee that he's going to play this coming season. And then there's there's not a guarantee that there aren't criminal charges that are going to be brought up. There's there's a possibility that criminal charges are brought up. He on could this, be suspended. That it, well, that he could he could spend time in jail. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, I there's when, there's I don't that know if possibility. The, if it goes that fast though. I'm like, just saying, you know, but that's well, that's the thing is he may end up. This is this is what right could now happen. the court of public opinion is is where Correct. he's being tried. Right, Correct. and and that could that could ultimately affect his upcoming season but during that season if a criminal trial does begin by the next season he may not be able to play because of criminal issues correct these are all what possible lawsuits right these are all obviously yes accusations by people but no criminal charges alleged right right they're they're all civil they're all civil which is a money deal that goes along with it so right and and in his defense as you said he hasn't been charged legally as far criminally with anything And um, there's two sides to every story. And I think, you get, you know, but if it was one or two clip, I think we talked about this before. If it was one or two cases, you could say, well, you know, maybe there's more than 20 I, right now. Th- that is where it's starting to be a problem. I think that there's 20 that you know of right now. Right. What else is behind the curtain? Did you read? Uh, I read the article in Sports Illustrated about uh, they talked to another masseuse who's yeah. not involved with the lawsuit. And she, yeah, she's not. She's had not, an interaction mm-hmm. with Watson. Yeah, I did not see that. Pretty, yeah, pretty it was graphic. it was pretty graphic. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was actually at a couple points very graphic. Yeah, actually. It, where like he didn't, it, you, you need to read it. Like you to do, the point where do. we can't even talk about. I, it on I the wouldn't air. say it on the air. Right? There was a couple. There was one in particular. Then we'll talk about it off the air later. But there's one part in there particular, a a snippet that I wouldn't even say here on the air. Yeah, it was yeah. just creepy. He, he it wanted, was, he he was naked. He threw his towel off. He said it was itchy he didn't yeah. do any he didn't like grab or grope or anything like that but he did some things that were a little creepy yeah a lot creepy a lot creepy, a lot creepy. Yeah. so uh, and, that, and that's that, all alleged according to her and if it's creepy to weave then it's creepy <laughs> <laughs> that, my it friends is. sorry Bill. it's well stated that's a great point cliff <laughs> yeah. when, when billy weaver is saying hmm, i don't you know, know about this, this we got creepy. a problem we have a major problem <laughs> Uh, I'm only uh, slightly offended by we, that. We, we, <laughs> you know we love you, Weave. Oh, man, that is funny. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of football, East Carolina in the midst of spring ball. 
Guys getting physical out there. You see uh, Coach Houston kind of bringing the attitude, a little uh, uh, aggression back to football, which it is an aggressive sport. And, you know, back from, you know, the Coach Mo days where nobody wanted to tackle anybody to, hey, look, man, we're going to do the Oklahoma drill now in practice. Yeah. Uh, he's excited. Uh, there's competition. Time time. Competitions everywhere. Competition time. Uh, do we have him a competition cut? We got to compete. We got to compete. That's the next one we need to get. Compete. Um, but spring ball, a lot of enthusiasm out there, guys. This is what year three. Yeah. So it's about it's about that time where you you hope to see his attitude, his uh, forcing his will. I noticed the first year he was trying to will his team to adopt his attitude at times. Being on the sidelines in games, you could tell some of that malaise would take over, and he would just get in people's faces and just try and push them, will them to to follow him and match his passion. And I think. The program is finally starting to match his passion a little bit, and, and the results. Now that's the next thing. Does that does that have the results with it? Everywhere he's gone, he's had to match his passion a little bit quicker because he's had talent to work with there. And now year three, it's starting. The talent starting to get there and match his passion. So, uh, will that result in wins? Is the big question. But right now, you like everything that you see. Yeah, because, you know, the bottom line is is that football is a very physical sport. It's one of the most physical sports. And if you can't if you can't, if you're not a physical team, yeah. you're not going to be successful. I don't care. I've never understood that approach, and I've never understood in practice being so scared of injuries, so scared of I don't want to push these guys too hard. I don't want to overgas them. I don't. The thing is, is we have all seen the better teams, the more physical teams in the fourth quarter. That's where your ball games are won. Yep. And if you're not a physical football team, I'm just, I'm sorry, it's a physical game. And physical football, I'll take those over. I will take a more physical team over a little bit more talented team. Anyway. I agree, 100%. You have to have guys who want to be physical True. as part of it. You and have to and have we guys talked about that with the basketball thing. You were in a different age of players now you have, that don't like to be pushed. You have to have guys in your program that want to buy in. and then So there's a lot of things that go along with that, especially with the limitations now of practice time mm-hmm. and hours that they can spend there. Uh, you have to have guys that... that want to buy in beyond maybe the the 20 hours a week that they're allowed so uh it's he he's contagious that way though he did it at jmu uh, you know i watched it for three years there how he turned that program not only just the talent that he had he had talent when he was at jmu he was handed talent but his attitude there they quickly bought in that defense was something to watch at the end and that's still carrying over how the attitude of that defense and flying around and i'm waiting to see that at ecu and i yeah. think that maybe we we see that a little bit this year that nasty attitude on defense that uh uh, creates turnovers. You're listening to the Pirate Radio podcast on uh, many of our platforms of Pirate Radio. Troy Dreyfus here with Billy Weaver, Brian North, Clip Brock. Thanks to Wes Shepard earlier from uh, Jersey Mike's for joining us and uh, great spread he provided us today. Remember Jersey Mike's National Day of Giving coming to Wednesday, March 31st. 100% of sales goes to uh, local charities and uh, North, we haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. I think this is the first time I've seen you since you've had uh, baby number two. Baby number two. Man, I can't. North is a two-time dad now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It happened somehow. Congratulations. Two girls now? Two girls. Wow. Oh, you're in a household of three yeah. women. Wow. Yeah, you really Bless must have you. been done bad in your past. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I knew when I was a young lad, if I ever had kids, I was never, ever going to have a boy just based on my life. So yeah. it was... Uh, Boy, uh, mission accomplished. Yeah, so far, yeah. Uh, life is good, though. It's it's a lot of fun. We're enjoying it. It's uh, 
definitely a different world. I, I was never that person who set out that said, I have to get married. I have to have kids. If it happens, it'll happen. And I want yeah. to do the best job I can. Happened a little bit later in life for me, but zero regrets and I'm enjoying every second of it. And trying to soak it up. Now you're back, you're on the mornings now, right? Yeah, so my wife and I had talked and, and I, I said this a long time ago, if I were to ever have kids, in this industry, you work with a lot of people, the night side shift is tough. I never wanted to be that parent who was gonna work the night side shift and not be around when my kids got into school and stuff. And so this opportunity of working the mornings came up uh, last fall and it's a few years earlier than I was gonna pursue it. But when it came along, I said, why not? Let me try it. And during the pandemic, when we were, it was a natural transition, not covering much sports anyways. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, let's let's give this morning thing a try. And it's so far, it's timing wise. Yeah. It's worked out really good. I still have been able to stay involved in sports. And so it's been the best of both worlds in that situation. And as you know, we've the industry keeps changing. Things keep evolving and adjustments continue to be made. Yeah, there are going to be some changes over at WITN in the sports department, um, and those will be coming soon. I'm not really at liberty to talk about them now, but there are going to be some changes in the uh, the sports department. And that's the thing is, you know, in this business, and we've seen it, and it's, it's not in just our business, but in everybody's business. You kind of have to – sometimes you have to change – uh, be it good, bad, or indifferent, or what you think about it, um, you know, technology is one of those things too. A lot of people, especially older generations, they fight the technology change. They fight the way you do things. I mean, think about this: about five years ago, with newspapers, I mean, they were on the brink of being, you know, extinct. Yeah. But they've had to evolve mm-hmm. the way they cover things, what they do with their online presence. You guys here with this podcast, you're yep. doing podcasts, right? You're doing social media, you're doing yeah, everything. Video. You're not just yeah. a radio station no, anymore. We're a media company. We're we're not yeah. right, right. We're not just a television station anymore. Right. So everything has to change. I get it. So uh, we'll just have to see if the change is for the good. Yeah, guys. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Figure I open up the forum for y'all. No, I, you know, no. Uh, life is good, right? I mean, it's it's a different world we're living in now with all this COVID stuff coming out the other side. But I feel like we're getting there. It's just, can we get back? Can we get baseball going again this summer? Can we get the Wood Ducks back going again this summer? Can yeah. we get Little League back on time? Can we? Well, I think a lot of these things are happening. Th- they you are. Know, the league's already started. The yeah. Wood Ducks have announced they're having a season, yep. 50% capacity there. I mean, things are starting right. And, to come and back. It's, can we get them back to where they were? Can 100%, you mean? By, yeah, by football season. Yeah. The fall can we is, can Dowdy Ficklin Stadium be packed like it should be again yeah. this year? And um, just, I, I would say no. If I had to guess right now, I'm going to say yes. I, I would I would say close to the fall, but still 100 percent by football season. Because look, this do you remember this was a two week? Let's flatten the curve. Yeah. That was last March. Yeah. This is going to be a two-week thing well, where your well, mask was flatten the curve. It's a long curve. I know. <laughs> this is a year later, and we're still I know. dealing with this. So that's why yeah. I say that just that Yeah, reasoning. but the game changer now is the va- there's three vaccines out yeah. there that have been proven pretty effective yeah. uh, so far. A lot, as you guys know, and maybe yourselves have already taken it. Uh, it it's widely available. I saw it even today at Parker's Barbecue. Yeah, you could I go there for, for any anybody. could go yeah. get a vaccine. You know, just at Parker's. I mean, it's, you didn't even have to buy a barbecue sandwich. They were just giving them away. So the so, interesting part was going to be those who don't want to take the vaccine. There's which is, the, that's their choice. But correct, then I yeah. think you just move on. If that's correct. what, you know, who can't, you can't force it on somebody. If they don't want to take it, don't take it. But let's open back up. Correct. But if they don't get it and the numbers stay higher, they infect people or there's, there's an infection rate. That's the only thing you have to worry about in that sense. Of, but I think by the summertime, you're going to have so many people, they've either had the vac- have the vaccine yeah. in them or they've already had, had COVID. the virus. Right? Yeah, you're going to be one of the other category. If you're asking my attitude, 
attitude is as long as those who are the most vulnerable have access to it, absolutely. let's move on. And let's that was at the beginning when the vaccine first came out. Those are your elderly and people with uh, health issues. With yeah. health issues. Those who, you know, we can protect those now. So let's, let's, let's get, get back moving. to life. Let's yeah. get moving. Clip, what you got? I just saw a uh, story that Texas Rangers are opening up their ballpark 100%. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw that. And they had uh, an exhibition game there yesterday. And twelve, about thirteen thousand showed up, where forty some thousand seats were open. So I know a lot. Uh, you brought this up a lot, Troy. When everything is open back up, how many people will Co- correct will and, return and, to right. what they used to do? That's it. How many people have found other stuff? You that's know? it. Yeah, I think I've that's the bigger question. challenge. Yep. I think that's a bigger challenge, especially for ECU yep. football. Even if it's a hundred percent capacity that well, doesn't they mean 100% of the people show up right well, that you know, wasn't happening that hasn't happened in the last correct. four or five years so, so, you're, you're not, so has this made people miss it and want it more or has it made people find other things I think it's both yeah I think some people have missed it and are hungry for it right. and you see that like with ECU baseball and I think other yeah. people with football uh, they've sometimes or basketball they found other things to fill that time with so I think it's all in entertainment right I remember the eight, 1981 baseball strike that said the same thing people are like wow we have our time back we're learning to go on long walks again but if you put something out there that's entertaining and people want to be a part of they're going to come yeah right we're yeah. all so, front runners and, yeah, right. Right. And, and it's ECU right. football it, it, if Coach Houston starts the year off 4-0 I will tell you this right now I don't, and I don't want to have an argument what the capacity is I'm just whatever the, the capacity is People will want to be in that stadium, whatever it is, if the Pirates start 4-0, because that'll be the hot ticket in town. That'll be the fun thing to talk about, to go see, and people love a winner. Let's not even go 4-0. What if they beat App State at a neutral site? How many show up to the South Carolina game? What if they lose to App State? How many show? You do, does that game matter? I think just people want to tailgate first of all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think people want to get back to tailgate. We're gonna have a hundred percent tailgate for the first time. Well, I game. do think a lot of people have missed that. Yes. Like I, yeah. you know, Huge. just like I was talking about with the uh, EC UNC baseball game. I haven't tailgated in eighteen months. I, I, it's almost like I, I don't even know what to do. Oh, where do I go get ice again? What do I do? <laughs> I gotta get the coolers packed. Wait, oh my god, how do I do this again? You know, like I'm What's, running through all the scenarios. Of having to retrain myself to tailgate now, guys. As you know, I, I'm still somewhat of a pro, and it's just like riding, like riding a bike. You get back on it, and you do it right away. But there were some logistics that we had to figure out. The number one thing people have missed in the last year is the social opportunities yes. and yes. tailgating and sporting events allow people to still do that. Yeah, but some have done it in other ways where they've done it at home and invited their friends to the backyard and different places like that. You know, to some yeah, to some degree, I, I just yeah. I think people would be ready to go by the fall, and if you give them a reason, i.e., a good it's football be, team, on top of that, the, Cl- yeah, Cliff, it's going to be like what you talked about, state by state. Texas is wide open. Florida is wide open. Yeah. South Carolina is wide open. Uh, if North Carolina can be wide open, then I think a lot of things will return back. Texas to normal. could play. The Rangers could play in front of forty thousand at home, and then go to like the Angels and. Yeah, is anybody like playing right. front of nobody? Right, right. Yeah, it's gonna it be weird. It just depends. Every state is different, but uh, definitely something we'll be paying attention to, and, and how it affects us here locally, um, because it does. And, and there's a lot of economy that needs to get caught up on that when yeah. you're talking about sports and sports hey, look, teams and franchises, high schools. A lot of people that were outside looking in for ECU, UNC baseball that wanted to go, that would have been there, that can't yeah. get a ticket because of the limited capacity. Yeah. It's just unfortunate times we live in. Hopefully, it, it doesn't last long. Yeah. Guys, great show today. Really enjoyed having you here. Brian, thank you for coming to yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Hadn't seen you thanks in a while, so glad, writing, glad you're yeah. doing good. Weaver, uh, see you. Uh, this was making a habit of this. Yeah, yeah. Still, so we, I saw Weaver this weekend. We, Saturday. We were, uh, we were show prepping. 
yes show saturday <laughs> at the beach yeah yeah yeah, yeah. getting thoughts together for uh, the show yeah they couldn't wait for us to get out of there <laughs> <laughs> cliff thank you for producing and uh until we greet you next time with another podcast for the entire crew i'm troy d thanks for tuning in everybody and that was another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast with the Press Box Guys. Special thanks to our sponsor, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping. White Claw Hard Seltzer is available in five fruit flavors, has two grams of carbs, is gluten-free, and only has 100 calories, and nothing tastes quite like it. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store. Visit our website at pr 927 fm.com and follow us on social media at pr927fm to keep up with the latest news and information until next time have a great day everyone you have been listening to the pirate radio podcast brought to you by white claw hard seltzer nothing tastes quite like it visit whiteclaw.com today white claw hard seltzer proudly distributed by coastal beverage please drink responsibly the pirate radio podcast is an exclusive presentation by pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation